sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's Paper Hope Next Generation. Hi, <laughs> welcome to the program. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. I'm Tamara Wade. Uh, hey, I was going to introduce you, <laughs> and my fabulous daughter, Rio Wade. Hi! Is here doing Rio we things. Oh my god. How come every time we get on mic, we're just like, I wish I had had a camera in here. She was debating whether or not she wanted to go to the bathroom, and I'm not even going to share with you what she just said. And then the door was open and she went to close it, and I thought she was going to fall on her face. I tripped on the mic cord and then I turned it into a little jig. And so Bruce just counted us in, and we're like, you can show up or not. It's okay. We don't have any rules at this show. Um, We're kind of a mess, and we embrace it. Yeah. So if you're yep. a mess, we love you too. <laughs> and Yvonne isn't here today because she's doing more Yvonne things. She's um, always doing Yvonne things. Well, she's got a friend who's getting married and she's the bridesmaid, maid of honor. She's the maid of honor, huh? She's the maid of honor. Sorry. Sorry that one came out wrong. We love you. <laughs> we love you. I don't know what she's up to, but I'm sure it's something good. And I can't wait to hear about the adventures of Yvonne. She always has adventures. That girl. So what are we talking about today, daughter? Um... Well, I had a little struggle with yoga pants the other day, and it not what you think. I know. The audience is like, oh, God, do we want to know? <laughs> no, not what you think about that. It was actually a lot more complex and deep, if you could imagine. <laughs> um, it was basically, I was looking around because I'm a dance major, and people wear dance clothes at my school because that's all we do is we live in sweats and spandex. Not the cleanliest of ideas, but it happens. Yeah, those of us who have danced or that you are a dancer, you know what I'm talking about. We'll talk about that later because that's some nasty, nasty. But anyways, they're these yoga pants that I really like on people. They wear them and I'm like, wow, they fit really good and like everybody looks really good in them. And they had like this little logo on them. And I was like, I wonder what these pants are. And I looked them up and I asked people and I found out that they're this brand of yoga pants that's like $150 per pair of pants. And I'm like, what the heck? This girl's like decked out in like socks, yoga pants, underwear, sports bra, tank top, headband. Water bottle. Yeah, water bottle, backpack. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like everything that you're wearing right now costs like $100. And then I got kind of mad. And I was like, why would you do that and wear that kind of stuff if you're just going to sweat in it and then change in the next class. Like, who are you trying to impress? And then I got kind of mad, and I was like, oh, well, she's just like a rich bitch trying to, like, wear the cool things because it's the most expensive thing you can get, and she just wants everybody to know that she has more money than the rest of us, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of had, like, this internal struggle of... Why am I so like mad at these yoga pants? And I've never even <laughs> Why am like, I mad at these yoga pants? And I've never even tried them on. I'm like, maybe they're like mystical, magical yoga pants. So I went with you. We went to the yoga store. And we went to the store and I'm like, oh mad. I like walk in and I'm like, Ugh, I hate everybody. You almost in here. didn't try anything. I on. know, because I was like, ew, this is stupid. But then the girl that worked there was really super nice. And, and she, she was a dancer. Yeah, and she like and she went knew to all my the same people school. we knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like just really chill and didn't like intimidate me or anything. So I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I'll try them on. She was like telling me all the different fits and like all this crazy stuff. And, and you get I, to touch them. Yeah. And they're really soft. And everyone there seemed really cool.
cool. And she was like, yeah, these are like the best pants I've danced in because they don't stretch, like this and that. All the things that like dancers really hate about yoga pants. And I was like, hmm. So I tried some on and sure enough, they're mystical yoga pants. And I didn't (laughs) even know it. They're made out of like this crazy wetsuit material that's like it breathes when you sweat and it doesn't stretch and it's just tight enough to like compress and they're high-waisted so you don't have to worry about butt crack or anything. And like they're super long and they like tailor the bottom of it depending on your like leg length which is always a problem for me because I have big thighs and like not proportionally long legs so legs yeah yeah, so everything's always like really short on me or long on me I don't know super weird but then I was like dang it now what do I do I really like these yoga pants and now I understand why everyone's wearing everything because everything in that store was like really nice and did everything that a workout outfit should do and should be and I was like all right so now if I buy a pair of these, then I'm... You were feeling a little guilty for yeah, your rant. Right. Your mental rant you went on this poor girl. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even do it out loud. It was just in my head. You no, know, I know. I'm, well, as everyone, I went to the mall and like people were wearing this brand of yoga pant. And I'm like, oh, am I the only like uncool kid that doesn't wear these yoga pants? And then it, so I started hating on them because I can't afford that. I'm not going to go buy a $150 pair of yoga pants. Like, so I started to say well, it was stupid so that I felt better about not having these pants Mm -hmm. and that got me thinking that's something that I worked really hard to not ever feel you know and so I started thinking about other instances where I felt that or thought that and I started thinking about like middle school and high Mm -hmm. school when Abercrombie and Hollister is the cool thing to wear any name brand because those of you that are my age you could remember OP before they were at Walmart and IZOD right there's always like all the the girls in my age bracket are going ooh But yeah, like I started thinking about how I like felt inadequate or I like it affected my day to day happiness. You became kind of obsessed with wanting this. That I didn't have. You were coveting someone else's stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, that used to happen all the time in middle school. And even in high school, like there was a group of girls that I tried really hard to like the same stuff that they liked Mm -hmm. and tried to buy it and tried to get a job to afford it. And so, so would you say that you were, you were dissatisfied? Yeah, I guess I, well, she's trying to cleverly <laughs> say the title of the show, which good one. <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> we're trying to talk about how, how do you find satisfaction with what you have and not covet what someone else has and find yourself obsessing over right. things and, and whether it's. Um, clothing material items like money clothes a car um or your body image because we're going to talk about that today too and i've been wanting to talk about this for a while and i'm glad i've waited because i now i have a different opinion right and it fits well in the show i think Mm -hmm. but i just it it like makes me cringe because it's embarrassing almost and it happens even in your age bracket correct it's like it's like this never-ending thing never-ending thing if you don't get a hold of it it will take a hold of you right if you don't fix it and i you know i really when when rio and i were talking and planning about this like it's very important for us um, and our listeners, for you guys to understand, we want to give you some tools to try and get your head around this so that you're not right. suffering with it being a young woman. Because I can, I was telling Rio when I was 
you know, what, in junior high, mm-hmm. I felt like a fraud. Right. Because I was constantly fronting and flossing to try and fit well, in. And you, it wasn't even my style. That's the thing that it, makes it me angry. It wasn't even my style. Like, when I was young, I would go to school. And those of you that knew me knew I had no style. I still have no style. <laughs> but I thought it was a style. So, like, I would go, like, I don't know, fourth and fifth grade, I'd be wearing, like, my disco outfit. Right? Nice. Like, looked like I had just stepped <laughs> off, like, the roller rink. And, like, I got, I got picked on. Right, that's the difference. People would be like, why are you wearing that? Right. And, and I, I was so innocent. I would be like, oh, I like it. I, I got it at this store and blah, blah, blah. And they would be like, that's lame. Right. Oh, that's so sad. Right. Right? Right. And, and so that's th- where it started for you. It totally started. Well, and in, in even younger, like I, I was constantly picked on for what I wore because I just had this weird sense of style or absence of style. No, it's a style. As if you will. But as I got older, I tried to pretend to dress like everybody else because my family wasn't poor. And I, right. I don't know if, if this makes sense at all. We had everything. Like if looking back now, like we we were so blessed and mm-hmm. so fortunate. We had a lovely house. You know, we ate, we had food, you know, I had a bed to sleep in. I had mm-hmm. horses, for right. God's sake. I had a <laughs> swimming pool. Right. Uh, you know, I, my parents didn't buy me excessive items. Mm-hmm. Like, my father was always very frugal about, you know, we always had school clothes, but just enough. Right. And they weren't extravagant. Mm-hmm. So, again, like, when I was a kid, everyone wore like OP and IZOD and stuff like that. But we didn't get those. My mom and dad shopped at Sears. <laughs> and so I got I got the little shirt that had the dragon on it. <laughs> you know, not the one with the <laughs> IZOD. So I was so embarrassed by this. That I would take the little crochet needle that my mom had and I would pick that that emblem off and then I would go to school and people would be like oh your your um, alligator fell off your shirt and be like oh yeah I washed it too many times it fell off <laughs> like what the heck is that totally even totally like it almost is like you feel like an addict you're like in your room <laughs> trying to like peel off this fake dragon so that people don't think that you bought it at Sears instead of the real store. Isn't like, that what horrible? kind of crap is that? It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. And this went on like all the way into like my high school years. Like, guest jeans were really popular in school. I only had one pair. Mm-hmm. I had to borrow them from my friend. Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate you <laughs> yeah, keeping right? me in pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I faked it. I faked it. It wasn't until probably my junior, sophomore year that I started dressing a little bit more like myself, and which was horrible, I will admit. Those of you that knew me in school well, are like, oh, maybe not horrible. It's just a style. Well, it, it didn't fit. I definitely was like, Prr. well, you didn't fit in your own school, which is another yeah. point that's really important to this whole thing is middle school, elementary school, high school, you're stuck in, you're totally stuck. in that school with those people. And like we were talking about, it's really hard to explain, but like the people in the school maybe emulate their parents or they emulate people in their life Mm -hmm. and they like the things that they like. Or maybe they have an older sister that wears that happened a lot. Right. And so they wear these things. And so you on the other side of it, see everybody else wearing this because they have their own reason. And then you try to wear what they wear for that reason. And then it's just like this big miscommunication of what's actually quote cool. It becomes a mess. And you can't run away from it when Mm -mm. you're in high school and middle school like that is you're, you're stuck to kind of, either fit in or not fit in, so you think. So you think, right. yeah. Yeah, when I started to venture away from, like, conforming to, like, the guest jeans and all of that stuff, and I started wearing things that I actually liked better, um, I was categorized differently, but yeah. I ended up liking what I wore better and felt more confident. Well, we need to have an adult fashion show, be- fashion show, show about fashion, because 
on street team, we did a, a show about fashion and it was just like blew everybody's mind because mm-hmm. it's this whole revelation of, and Yvonne likes to tell the story. I'm sure she's told it on this <laughs> show too, about how I started wearing what I wanted to wear junior and senior year. And then I became popular in my own right. People knew me for me. Because you're being authentic. Right. And not fraudulent. Fraudulent. <laughs> and I did. I felt like a fraud most of my high school career. Which is really sad. That Just the image of thinking of a little girl in her room picking off the emblem off of a t-shirt to try to fit in is like, this is obviously a problem. It is a big problem. If it's problem. consuming you mm-hmm. so much that you're you're participating in addict-like behavior <laughs> in your room with the needle. like It's neurotic behavior yeah, is what it consuming, is. it's consuming, it's obsessive, and all of these qualities that are very negative and probably affected your self-esteem and other types of mental things <laughs> in a really bad yeah, way. Yeah, we're totally going to get into that on the other side of the break because there are some behaviors that I had that I would I would like to share and I would like girls that are in high school to maybe recognize if they themselves are doing it. And get out of it. And stop doing it. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on The Voice America Economy. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm Rio Wade. Haha, <laughs> you maybe you thought it was me. <laughs> Why? Because I did a deep <laughs> voice. Is that how you think you sound? No. Like a, a, a man child? <laughs> kind of. Some days. I've had this really weird cold, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. You sound like a mom. Of course. Today, we are talking about kind of this really complex, complicated web of of feelings and emotions that come from being dissatisfied with things that you have, whether it be material items like cars, clothes, haircuts, whatever, or body image, Mm -hmm. and why, why you feel dissatisfied and kind of the envy part of it where you see something that someone else has and want it for yourself so much so that it becomes an obsession yeah. and affects you so negatively that you lose sight of what you actually appreciate. Right. It's the flip side. That was a really good summary. Yeah. It was a summary. <laughs> it's a big deal because 
when you get out of that cycle of envying what other people have and you can really focus on what you have, it you really end up having like a, a better life, a better, a happier mm-hmm. life. I was trying to articulate it and it's really difficult and I'm going to try to talk slowly through it so that I don't <laughs> like freak people out. But the whole revelation of me, middle school, high school, trying really hard to get the name brands that everyone else had and kind of just like going through my life, looking at other people and being afraid to hang out with them or being afraid to talk to them. Insecure about it. In fear that they were going to judge me Mm -hmm. because I didn't wear the same stuff they did or like the same stuff they did, kind of shifting to when I graduated high school. And we were talking about it in planning. The reason for that is this fishbowl effect that when you're in high school and middle school, you're surrounded by the same group of people. You don't really, you know, the you can't be what you can't see. So, of course, going through high school, you're trying to find out who you are, what you like. And if the only things you can see are what's there, you don't have enough options to pull from to kind of assess what you like and what you don't like, kind of like dating, mm-hmm. you know? Like you have to have a vast majority of types of people that you spend time with to know mm-hmm. what you are right with and what you're not all right with same goes with self-esteem or I don't know style or attitude or whatever it may be so getting out of high school and going into college a you get to see a bunch of people and a bunch of different styles and a bunch of different attitudes that you did in high school and it's just like boom it just like hits you and you're like wow I really like the way that they're dressing and I've never seen that before and they just seem so happy and confident or the the innovations in in social media with like Pinterest where it's just a compilation of a bunch of pictures from all over the world of outfits that's my favorite thing to do now is go on Pinterest and search outfit and see outfit and just see how many different things there are that I didn't even know there were because I was so confined when I was younger. And you are because you end up acting and behaving like the people you're surrounded with. And if everyone's kind of behaving negatively because you're in a fishbowl and you're young too, I think is the other thing is you're really young and you don't have the tools. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. And we don't want to belittle that for anybody that's in high school or in grade school that feels the pressure. It is a mess to try to figure out who you truly are and what you truly like. And that's why it's kind of all right to, you can try because maybe you like the style that everybody likes. That's not to say that you're not allowed to like that either. You might love it. And then that's cool. But if, if you're like Rio or like me, in the way that you either didn't have the money to keep up with the fashion that was going on. Cause I, my, my family certainly didn't make that a priority and mm-hmm. I'm kind of grateful looking yeah. back now that, you know, I only had one pair of the guest jeans or mm-hmm. I only had one pair of the shoes and like I would wear them out to, to the fact that there'd be holes in the right. bottom of them and I'd have to like duct tape them together. Yeah. I just, feel, why, why would you consume your whole life? And I did it too. So it's not like other people, why are you doing this? Cause we did it too. It just seems so ridiculous. If you sit back and think about it, that you're going through all of these steps to try to fit in with people when you don't even really know why you like it in the first place. And that's where to me, the word appreciation mm-hmm. came in. And that's what I was trying to get at before is appreciation, I think, is what it comes down to is when you finally find your style and you're able to pull from other things is you realize why you enjoy something, mm-hmm. you know, or why you appreciate something. And so this was a big concept that I was trying to explain to you during planning is this, I don't really like to use the word beauty because I would like to say it's all about finding the beauty in everything. Mm -hmm. But that kind of freaks me out because 
I don't want people to think that I mean beauty by like this brand of eyeshadow will make you beautiful. Or like the media spun beauty. You're right. you're talking about beautiful, like the inner beauty. It's uh, yeah, very I'm, hard to describe right. if this you is don't. What I'm, this is what I'm talking about is things, words that come to my mind when I think of beauty. And I'm talking about beauty in people. I'm talking about beauty in people's effort. I'm talking about beauty in places that you go, that you feel safe. Like I'm talking about the vibe that you mm-hmm. get from things. I'm talking about seeing something and being very pleased with it. Like we talk about it in dance. Like you have to speak uh, like totally void of judgment it's just this thing in front of me evokes a response in myself that makes me happy and why does it do that and it gives me satisfaction right i am satisfied being in this coffee shop because Mm -hmm. i really enjoy the community and how How people talk to each other and the food is really good Mm -hmm. and i don't feel stressed out Mm -hmm. to me that my coffee shop that I go to is beautiful. Like I find beauty in the people there and Mm -hmm. the food there. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not talking about, I find beauty in this brand of makeup because if I wear this brand of makeup, it will make me beautiful. That's not what I see. But I can see people that wear makeup and do their hair and have an outfit on that. I'm like, wow, they really are put together. Right. They know their style. They know how to dress themselves and they are confident in what they look like. And that to me is beautiful. Confidence is beauty. Right. Yeah. So it's basically how do I come to a place where I can appreciate beauty in things and not let it negatively affect me to the point where I will Envy stop it. at nothing to be exactly like that person. Right. Why don't we see something and we're like, wow, that looks really cute. I wonder if I could pull it off yeah. or if it would look the same on me or if I would feel confident right. in it. And then you try it out. And if it doesn't, maybe you adapt it. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. Like it's, I don't understand why we're so caught up and we have to be exactly like the thing that we like. I know why. I mean, when we were in planning, it comes to, it's insecurity and the fear yeah. of being judged. Yeah. I really think that a lot of us um, have that fear, whether you're in junior high, uh, grade school, everyone's afraid of being judged harshly. And so when you can blend in and not stand out sometimes or just go yeah. along with the flow, that's true. Then, then you're not in fear of being judged. I mean, I had this conversation with my very good friend about wearing makeup. Yeah. There's a lot in the media right now about not wearing makeup and I have a different opinion about how it's being used. But it it did spawn a thought in my head, too, because Lindsay had asked me, you know, Mommy, why do you wear makeup? And my first thought "Uh (laughs) was not the answer I wanted to give her. And so I went to my best friend and I was like, dude, you have to help me with this articulation because I think deep down inside of me, I'm wearing makeup because I'm afraid of other women judging me. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, oh, crap. Yeah, it gets scary when you start to think of why you do the things you do. She was like, girl, that's not healthy. Right. And, and, And my friend doesn't wear makeup. And she's gorgeous and I love her. Like, and so I was but like, that's her. No, thing. no, but I was like, please help me understand why I'm doing it. Right. I, I mean, this is purely like within my own head. And she was like, Tam, there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup because you like it. Right. And because you think it's fun. Right. She's like, maybe approach it from that perspective and see if your feelings change. Yeah. And so I had to kind of put myself in check mm-hmm. and be like, why are you putting on makeup every day when you leave? Um, okay. 
I'm I'm doing it for myself. Like today, I have no makeup on. We're mm-hmm. in the studio. I don't. I, I have some tinted moisturizer on, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I I would much rather be in this space than being worried about people judging me right. who see me, and mostly women. Like yeah. my husband, Chris, asked me. He's like, "Why are you wearing makeup?" And mm-hmm. I told him this whole story, and he was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> he's like, "I Why? thought I thought girls wore makeup to like for men." And I go, "Uh uh-uh. uh." No, <laughs> no. That is really funny. Is girls always do things like that? For other women. For other women. I think it can come with fashion. It can come with how hard you push your body and dieting and stuff. Because you don't want other women to judge you. But other women feel that way about you. So it's like this Mm -hmm. whole back and forth. Everyone's everyone's watching their back for someone judging them. (laughs) Everyone's doing it. So it's like, why can't we all just be friends? (laughs) You know? Exactly. It's the weirdest thing. It's like if everyone would just calm down and like be themselves and appreciate they're natural. Yeah. And again, like you said, there's nothing wrong with wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. I wear it. I like it. I think eyeshadow's fun as heck. You yeah. know, and I really like seeing do. how long I can make my eyelashes, you know? But it has to do with motivation. <sighs> and I know we talked about that last show, but mm-hmm. like this, this motivation has to do with like your intention. Right. And I feel like if your intention is coming from a good place, then, then it's, um, then it's good. But when it becomes like a darker place right. that, that's of insecurity, then, I think that we're in that's where not good. I think that the whole negative monster that that you had with the whole shirt emblem thing, I feel like when it's when it's to the point of negativity, it's bad. then you need to reevaluate why you're doing it. Like if if you weren't wearing makeup and it made you feel insecure, right. then you need to think about it. Because I'm struggling with that too, just oh, yeah. because we talked about it last show, like with my skin, mm-hmm. is it's not necessarily I wear makeup because I want to like look prettier than people. I wear makeup because I'm afraid that people are going to see my skin and be like, ew, she's not pretty because her skin is gross. And there's a million other girls in the world that have pretty skin. You know, right. like I, I'm not going to talk to that girl or be friends with that girl because there's plenty of other girls that look just like her with good skin. You know, like yeah. this is the kind of thing that goes through my head. So I'm still working on. Why can't I just not wear makeup? But like I said, being out of the fishbowl and being in school and especially being a dance major, there are girls that have skin similar to mine that don't wear makeup Mm -hmm. to school. And I look at them and they just don't care. Like they (sighs) never seem like they're insecure about it or they're not looking at themselves in the mirror or they're not checking themselves in the mirror or like touching their face or anything. They're just like there. And, and I'm I, like, I wonder. I do wonder, and you should ask them because I'm, <coughs> I can't speak for those girls, but I can only imagine that potentially at one time yeah. they had oh, the yeah. same fear that right. you had and somehow they overcame it. Unless they have a magical gene that I want that they just never cared. I don't know. But I, I'm sure they overcame it somehow. Right, and they found, they found how to be um, satisfied and comfortable right. in their own skin. Right, and I'm working on, on that too. That's why, I mean, the show, we're not saying that we got it no, down. Obviously I not. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly <clears throat> um, questioning myself mm-hmm. with regard to like the makeup thing is another thing. I know we're going to talk about body image. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to make a whole show on that, but... We'll um, get into it a little bit because it goes right along <laughs> with why aren't you satisfied with yourself? Yeah, this one punches my hot buttons. But I think I'm getting the motion to take a break. <laughs> Ooh-wee, that was a fierce one. Um, you're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Gen. I'm a gentleman. You little snot. <laughs> she beat me to it. She opened her mouth to intro, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was really funny. I wish you guys could be in studio with us, because it's a good time. I was, like, sitting upside down, and then I realized I actually had a talk, and, like, my air pipe was being bent, <laughs> so I, like, had to sit up. That's a technical <laughs> term for those of you that are studying broadcasting. What did you call it? My air pipe? <laughs> That's what it is. Is that right? Yeah. I hope you guys know we're not studied in the art of broadcasting. We're not studied. In much of anything. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, daughter. Oh, my Lanta. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about satisfaction and appreciation of things in the world for the right reasons and right. not being negatively affected by envy for things that you don't have and that could include material items like clothes cars makeup this and that or like we're going to get into right now is body features oh (laughs) my going to call them oh my oh my okay so when this came on the scene and i'm sure those of you that have any plug into television or radio you've heard this terminology and i hate even saying it but i'm gonna say i feel it thigh gap what the hell is a thigh gap even? Okay. Well, I have to first, I know. What the hell is it? <laughs> what? So for the mommies in my age bracket who are listening, we knew about thigh gap back in the day. Like this was a problem back when I was a kid as well. And I don't know, like I didn't give it much credence when it came back into fashion because this stupid thing makes itself known every once in a while. So here I am in like seventh and eighth grade, this skinny mini little girl, you know, can't like keep weight on her to save her life because mm-hmm. I dance and do cheerleading and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends would grab a hold of the back of their legs, stand in the mirror and like part, put their butts up and pull their legs out so that they could to, to show a gap and be like, oh, I want my legs to look like this. This was going back in like the 80s. This right. was going so on. So this is not a new term. This is not a new term. We didn't call it thigh gap back then, but we were like, we don't want our thighs to touch. But someone like me, who's like really athletic, <laughs> even being the skinny There's girl. no way your thighs aren't going to touch. My thighs touch. <laughs> Let me just put it out there. And I was always like, Really? And if you think about it, it's like, what are we going to do next? Like, if my neck doesn't touch my my scapula, then I'm going to be mad. (laughs) Or if my ears don't connect behind my head, then I'm going to be mad, you know? Like, what are we even talking about? Like, it makes us seem like aliens, you know? Well, something occurred to me the other night. We were watching Dr. Oz show, and he was interviewing a woman who's actually written a book on how to get the thigh gap. Oh, my God. 
I'm so sorry, lady, whoever you sorry, are. Sorry, lady. I don't know who you are, but why did you hell? do this? <laughs> yeah. And I want to tell little girls, you know, young women my age and, and younger, like and older even, like if you even think for five minutes that picking up that book is a good idea, well, watch that segment on Dr. Oz. The book was, she's not qualified in anything, nope. has no degrees in anything, nope. and was basically wrote this book on these diets that she came up with about <laughs> not eating for 10 days and then only drinking juice and that it's all right because it's purging your body of toxins oh, and was, all of this bull crap it was that is just like, oh, uh, face it, palm, face palm, It face was palm. so ridiculous because then they had a psychologist come on and she was like, what you're basically teaching is girls how to, to develop anorexia. Yeah. Well, what is it? What is the technical technical term? Anorexia nervosa. Yeah, you're you're teaching girls how to develop anorexia. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was really telling for me, and it kind of connected all the dots, was Dr. Oz talked about the social media aspect of it. He interviewed some women who were currently working on their thigh gap, uh, and they were talking. I know, just I know. Saying that sentence, I'm working on my thigh gap. I know. What the. I know. Well, the, the, the ladies were saying, well, you know, I look at, I look at Instagram and I, and I see all these ladies and they have these beautiful thigh gaps and, and I just want that. It, it, to me, I was like, are we talking about Starbelly Sneech syndrome here? <laughs> yeah, right. A little Dr. Susie Seuss? Yeah. Like, what? And Dr. Oz showed like these pictures of like anatomic, like anatomically, you're never going to achieve it unless you create an eating disorder for yourself. Or unless you surgically move your hip bones outward. <laughs> That's the only other option you have. It it makes me think of like the crazy like other surgeries that if you explain to a person like I'm going to insert more bone matter into your shins so that you're taller. That's what it reminds me of. Like, but people would do it. No, I know. I, I think people would do but it. But I, I feel like these people that are quote working on their thigh gap makes me want to throw up. If you were to <laughs> compare that to I'm working on elongating my shins. Like they would be like, that's stupid. I'm going to have um, vertebrae yeah, inserted into vertebrae, my neck. So, so my that neck is longer. So my neck is longer. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. Right? I know we've gone off on a rant over <laughs> this and I'm sorry if this is something that you're currently working on. Stop s- saying that. It's I, not something you can achieve. No, I, and Dr. Oz <laughs> said the same thing, but I'm going to be the mom in the room and be like, you probably need to seek therapy and talk about what's really going on. And that is my thing when it comes to body image, because I don't understand what needs to happen to beat this into people's heads, (laughs) but everybody is built differently. Right. There are girls in my dance major program that probably weigh more than me and are thicker than me, but they have way more endurance. Mm. They are more technically skilled than I am. They can run faster, longer, like jump higher, this and that. And they eat way better than me. I eat like crap. Yes, you do. Like they have diets that like are perfect. They eat the right amount of protein, vegetables, this and that. Well, you know what I mean? Nutrition. They're They're eating for nutrition. The food they consume. It's not a diet, but their diet that they eat Mm -hmm. is like perfect. And they are never going to be thinner than they are without jeopardizing their health that is just the way they are and Mm -hmm. that is how it's going to be so I don't understand why people are trying to morph themselves into molds that they are never going to fill well we talk about it all the time on the show like this lady was talking about on Dr. Oz it has to do what media is telling us but 
we don't have to believe it. I, I think is something we talk about all the time it's, too. At some point, when do you look in the mirror and you go, I, I am a never going to look like a lady who's been airbrushed. And frankly, those ladies on Instagram, they could be doing some photo trick too. That's, that's the thing that annoys me so much is everywhere you turn, people are saying that. I don't even like like the whole model thing. Mm-hmm. I don't even look like my picture, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. People are saying it over and over uh-huh. and over again, but there's still this obsession with wanting what you don't have and in a being, body. Yeah, and, and, and it makes me crazy. <sighs> I understand wanting to be healthy. and, um, and Mentally healthy yeah. is a good well, starting well, point. <laughs> yeah, it's a good starting point, and it's definitely something to consider when you're looking at your body and thinking, am mm. I healthy, am I not healthy? I mean... It, obviously, you should consume healthy food right. the majority of the time. Right. You should have exercise in your life. Right. I understand. In order to live a long and right. strong life. That should be the motivation, right. not to look like something else. I feel like aesthetics shouldn't really have anything to do with it. Like if you're going to go on a diet, okay, here's my here's my little tips, my uneducated, not <laughs> backed up by any credentials <laughs> tips on how you should go about diet and exercise. First... Don't diet and exercise until you have completely cleared your brain of all negative motivations of diet and exercise. If you're diet and exercise, dieting and exercising to look like someone, don't even start. It's a slippery slope. If you're doing it to uh, be liked by somebody, don't even start. Like, oh, don't even try. Once you've accepted the fact that this is the body you were born with and yes there's probably things you could do to make yourself healthier but you're never going to your bone structure is not going to change by diet and exercise so get over that there's no no thigh gap happening no when you're you're looking at a photograph of somebody that thing's been altered that person doesn't even look like that i can have a thigh gap in a picture if i try hard enough (laughs) you know i can bend over really far just don't just don't take the side view of it yeah And I can clothespin and staple my thighs backwards until there's a thigh gap. But I'm going to look like a freaking weirdo. Yeah. I'm not trying uh. to minimize people that actually think this is important. I well, would just like to challenge you into in why you think it's important. Important, important. If you do have a thigh gap, oh. that is all right. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought one. that up. We know a couple of girls that do, and they're just naturally built that way. Dr. Oz talks about that. He put, he put pictures of people. You can find this online, too. I'll try and pin it to our Facebook so you can see this little segment. But he did show pictures of, of girls that have hips structured it's that way. Structure. Yeah. It's the way your legs are angled. It's the way your hips are angled, how wide they are. Even at my most thin, like when I was living in California as a starving dancer and didn't, you know, dancing all the time and didn't have money to eat, I still didn't have thigh gaps. I know very few dancers that have thigh gaps. And if they do, it's just because that's how they are. Yeah, that's their how they're structured. legs are still super thick. They just have really wide hips. Yeah. And their legs point outward. Oh, man, I don't even, this thigh gap thing, it drives me insane. But it's, again, goes back to the same thing is you're looking at somebody and you want what they have, but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So like I said, with the whole beauty thing, finding beauty in everything, I can find beauty and anybody's body shape. Oh, yeah, me too. Especially us artsy people. Mm-hmm. Like, the human body is, like, the most amazing thing. Were we talking about this at yeah. lunch? I yeah. was like, girl, listen, let me tell you something. As a woman, <laughs> if you're, like, ever feeling down on yourself for, like, a second, I want, as a woman, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror, if it's a compact or a mirror in your bathroom, and be like... I can freaking make a baby. Yeah, like I can create a human being. I can create a life in this body. Holy crap. I'm pretty awesome. Like what? <laughs> you know you could like make a person? You can make a person. <laughs> that is like the most amazing thing that you could ever think of on the planet. Yeah. And you're being down on yourself. And you're being down on yourself. And you know, I don't know. 
it's just one, like, it's just, I know, I can't even think around it. I can't think around it. I can't think around it. Like, that's what it makes me feel like. Like, you just want to, like, shake somebody's neck. Like, I'm I like, know. Ah. I know. Huh. I know. I even think of, like, my mom who didn't make me. Like, she adopted me. And I, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't make me. That's awkward. <laughs> no, it's not awkward. <laughs> I forgot. No, no it's no. awkward because I forgot. <laughs> you forgot. You forgot that mom didn't make no, me. you don't know who made you. It's just kind of like, oh, sorry. Somebody made me. Awkward. I know, but I look at my own mom and, like, even though she didn't make me, like, she's incredible and like as a woman yeah. like what she what her body is able to endure different than like men like oh, yeah. you know stage four oh, yeah. lung cancers you have oh, breast yeah. cancer right now and she's right. just a tank right so ladies even if you didn't birth a baby let me tell you our bodies are magical so right. i don't know why we keep beating up on them i i don't know i we should get some experts to come in and talk about the whole body image thing later on but just overall overarching thing is learning how to be satisfied in yourself yeah and not comparing yourself and not striving for what other people have that you don't have in a negative way i feel like that's just it if you want to be healthier good be healthier but be healthier for yourself and not to change your body to fit something else something that's in fad for society it's not gonna well yeah because you think about it changed throughout yeah. history. It, yeah, and it does change. Take it a class. <laughs> Go to college. Oh, goodness. <laughs> We're going to come back with some remedies and some suggestions on the flip side of this break. But for now, you're listening to Paper Hope Next Generation on the Voice Empowerment Channel. Be right back. America.tv from the other video content providers on the internet. Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to the Paper Hope Next Generation. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Rio, Tamara, and Yvonne on Paper Hope Next Generation. Welcome back to the program, Paper Hope Next Gen on the Voice America. Sorry, guys. Empowerment Channel. I missed on the Voice Empowerment Channel. Voice what? I missed the America part. Voice Sweden. One day. Yeah, I think we're going to have a race now every time we get counted back in. Hi, I beat you. Hi, you did. Or we could just say it at the same time and just be really unprofessional and confuse everyone and it would sound horrible. I think that would be fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll do that next time. Um, today, we are talking about confidence, satisfaction, and appreciation, and how they all tie together in the topic of 
wanting what somebody else has mm-hmm. um, for the negative reasons and why it's negative and bad for you. We were just talking about body image mm-hmm. and this stupid fad about the thigh gap that we're not going to talk about anymore that we'll talk about later because I just want to throw rocks at people's head when they talk <laughs> about it. Uh, I, um, but on the flip side of all of this, we're talking about how you see someone and you envy things that they have and to the point where it, it consumes you and it drives you to do stupid things like stitch an emblem off your shirt so that you fit in, like <laughs> mom was talking about in the first segment. But then we we're also talking about experiences that we've had when mm. – you finally get to know because for me usually it's people that I don't know that I'm like looking at from across the room and I see things that they have and the way they act and I'm like man if only I could be like that people would like me because people like them a lot you know no. it's this whole rationale that you have in your head I want to share a story about a girl I went to school with and um, I envied her I just thought you know her life was perfect she had a house you know her family had a house in um the Biltmore, which here in Arizona, that's like where the Richie Riches live. Yeah. And it was a house the size of like a resort. And I just thought, man, she's just got it all together and drove a really cute car and always had really cute clothes and like went to all the great parties and, and was a dancer and she was so good, you know, just all those yeah. things. So all those things. But then I got to know her and yeah, she had all those things, but you know what? Her life was just as complicated as mine, right. who lived down the mountain, didn't have the big fancy house, worked three jobs to buy my own car. Her life in some facets had more complications than mine because mom was off traveling the world with God mm-hmm. knows who, right. dad was never home, and she right. ended up going home to that big, beautiful house all by herself. Right. Oh, but my dad built me this dance studio that I have. Yeah. Oh my God, your life is probably amazing. Perfect. Well, fortunately at my age, I was able to recognize that, you know what, maybe the grass isn't always greener on the mm-hmm. other side. And maybe, maybe we're more alike than different. When you right. strip away everything that I right. was envying, mm-hmm. I, her and I, and I, I learned to love her so much because of the human aspect that we both shared. There was a struggle in her life that was similar to mine. Right different but we both felt the same pain right but then you don't envy her things anymore not envy her things anymore you kind of when that happens you kind of you see yourself in her so Mm -hmm. it's almost like okay she's struggling Mm -hmm. with this stuff and so am i but how am i going to fix myself so that i can be there for her it's kind of like this cool dynamic that happens when you realize that Mm -hmm. i've had stuff like that happen but kind of in a different way is I will see people, there's this one girl in particular in my dance class right now that I just, she is <laughs> always just been like, oh my God, like, why can't I be her? Like, I just thought she had like the perfect body and she always wore the perfect clothes and she was like just edgy enough that she wasn't like glitz and glam and it was like my perfect style and like, she's just such a good dancer and all of this stuff. And I spent some time with her recently and I'm just like the conversations that she's having with people and the way she's talking about things. And it's just like, I don't really think I would want to hang out with her as a person. And then as soon as that happened, as soon as that clicked in my head, I started seeing the things that she had and the things that she did differently. Yeah. Suddenly they weren't shiny anymore. Right. I feel like you get blinded by this idea that you, you like, what is it? Project onto people. Right, right, right. And you're like, it's really crazy how you can lie to yourself like that and just look at someone and be like, they have got it going on. And if my life could be like theirs, mine would be perfect and and great. And then you strip it all down and you melt all the things away and you're like, no, I do not want to be like that at all. But in the same thing, it still had a positive effect on me because then I was like, all right, 
Why was I trying hard to be like her? The, the moment I snapped out of it, this last dance class, and I started doing things without caring. Oh my gosh, and that's being so like her, incredible. People were looking at me and asking me what the step was. Oh, isn't she that great? She was looking at me when we were back and forth about if it was right or not, when usually I would just be like, oh my God, she knows. She knows what the right answer is. She always knows what the right answer is because she's just the greatest. You stepped out of her shadow. And then I stepped out and then we were equal and we were talking about if we were right or wrong. And then I realized she doesn't know all of the no. secrets, you know? Like if I would have just been focusing on myself and and being my own person, then I wouldn't have lost all of that time yeah. basically you know it's so true but at the same time I still really appreciate the way she does her hair sometimes or mm-hmm. the clothes but now I feel like I have the confidence and I'm not trying to compare myself enough that I can go to her she's not some like crazy person on a pedestal celebrity that I can't talk to right now she's a person that I can talk to and be like hey where'd you get that stuff from mm-hmm. or like what kind of shampoo do you use or yeah. whatever you know yeah so it's kind of like I don't know, like you put yourself in this mindset trance about people and their things and then they become their things and then as soon as you take the things away, they're actually a person that you can learn from yeah. in one way or they're another. They're human. I think yeah. that's like it for me. That's kind of the point. It's like those of you who are in junior high or high school and you're like suffering because you're in this fishbowl, you know, look around in the faces of these people and recognize they're just like you. Yeah. Whether whether they have something more than you or they're different than you, they are just like you. They they have the same want and desire, mm-hmm. you know, to be accepted, to be loved. Right. A person is a person. Is a person. Right. And it doesn't matter how that person comes dressed or what car they drive. They actually have all of the same fears. Right. They have all the same insecurities. Right. And I think that's the lesson that's hard to learn at a young age is because you don't have the tools no. or the confidence or even the wherewithal, like brain power at all, to actually sit down with someone and realize that you need to get to know them as a person Mm -hmm. and then as soon as you do that then they become not so scary and intimidating they become the same when you see someone as a person and not as an object they become the same because their experience is the same as yours right and when you're on an equal you're not reaching Right. You can even see it as a visual thing. You're not reaching up towards them. Mm-mm. When you strip that all down, you're the same. So you can work on yourself instead of trying to push forward. You can take the time to be in your own space mm-hmm. and appreciate the clothes that you do have and appreciate the effort that you put into making money to buy more clothes if you want more clothes or going to the thrift shop and being confident in the, the selections that you you pick and being able to own them just like that other lady owned the designer thing that mm-hmm. she wore, you know? Yeah. Like and to each their own. I feel it, like it just goes back to the underlying emotions that Mm -hmm. you put towards it and the satisfaction that you have for yourself. Right. For yourself. Because I can guarantee you it it's it doesn't matter how much your bank account is, you're struggling with the same things. Right. It's it's that's why we keep talking about the fishbowl and the goldfish analogy, because goldfish will grow proportion to whatever size tank you Mm -hmm. put them in. That's with most fish. Mm -hmm. You put them in a little tiny fishbowl, they're gonna stay tiny. You put them in a pond, they're gonna get huge. They get ginormous. So uh, a quote, rich person person's problems are equivalent by scale to your problems. Yes. They just buy more expensive things, but they're still struggling to like budget themselves. Absolutely. And it's like, we're over here. Like maybe my store is H&M, but their store is Gucci. You know, like it's the Burb- same. Yeah, yeah. Neiman's. Yeah. It, it's it, the same. It's to scale. So they, don't. There will always be problems. Those people that have the things that you think you want. 
it's not like they don't have problems. They definitely do. They do. And right. they're the same. So you have to think about that and on a human scale and kind of level yourself with anyone. And as soon as you realize that you're all the same on the inside. It becomes easier. Right. It, then you can work on yourself and kind of. I I think too it's you don't find people so intimidating. No, and no. And that's when confidence I comes wish. in. Gosh, you know you guys listening who are in high school, I wish I had known this when I was your age because I, you know, I hung out with some kids that had s- buttloads of money yeah. and like we would all go over to somebody's house and we'd walk in and they'd be the size of a resort and I would be like oh. uh, it's cool it's cool <laughs> yeah man. but on the inside you're like holy it's cool crap. my house is like this too yeah yeah my house is cool <laughs> and then I w- inside I would be going oh my god look at that yeah. view look at what whoa marble floors yeah. like I would just be like crapping my pants <laughs> yeah and I wish that I had allowed myself to be more outward right my then excitement you could have absorbed the whole uh, yeah. experience and instead I shut it out because being inside of a really fancy house is cool you it know? was awesome <laughs> being seeing things like that are cool because you don't usually get to do no. it on a daily basis no I feel very fortunate that I was exposed to that where, where I am sad is that I didn't allow myself to be geeking out in that right. moment I said that I was teaching at my high school I was choreographing for them and I forget what this one little girl was talking about about how she was really excited about something but she was trying to contain herself and I was like excuse me why did you do that I like I was telling her a story about how I saw this choreographer do a piece and I was just like blown away and like nobody else thought it was as cool as me and I was just like drooling and like Mm -hmm. oh my god did you see that did you see that are you guys like super cool with that like I thought whoa you know like Mm -hmm. I was freaking out and I was like I don't care people aren't judging me you know, like right. you should be in that moment and completely absorb it for what it is instead of shoving it off. Don't numb out that happiness yeah. when it comes over you. And conversely, we were talking in planning too. I want to make sure that if you're in high school and you're in a friend group and you have a friend that kind of, I don't know, steps out and does her own thing, support her. Yeah. Don't, don't judge her right, that's because a, that's the thing she's yeah. afraid of. That's or the thing you're afraid don't of. Don't try to tear the people down that have things that you think you want to. Right. Because then celebrate their successes because, you know, I had a friend in school that her grandparents bought her a car mm-hmm. and I tell you what, in school, I was very butthurt over it. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I wish that I hadn't been yeah. because it been was happy for her. It was not fair of me to judge her right. the way I did. And I actually I have a lot of heartache over that because she just was more fortunate in that way to have that. I had to work three jobs to pay for mine. And in some ways now, I'm very proud. I mean, not in some ways, and always, I'm very proud of how I was able to provide myself with a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We, I feel out of breath. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. So basically, overlying tips for finding satisfaction in your own self and your own things is just finding the pros or finding mm-hmm. the beauty and things that you do have and appreciate them for what they are. And know that you guys, you guys, everyone in the world is equal yeah. in their in their humanity. So mm-hmm. everyone has problems no matter what. Reminding yourself of the things that you appreciate is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. If you have something you really like, put it on display or make a collage yeah. of your own things. Um, surround yourself with friends that are going to support you in things that you do that you like yourself mm-hmm. because then if they don't, if you're getting picked on, it's harder yeah, being to be picked on yourself. Yeah, being picked on is a sucky situation. Um, don't judge others for things that they have that maybe you think mm-hmm. like me with the yoga pants. Don't get mad at the yoga pants. Like appreciate them for what they are. And the fact that others can tell if you're not confident in your own self. Yeah. Just be confident. Be confident. Everything will be so much I easier. think we ran out of time. We always run out of time. 
<laughs> we're out of time we're out of time but we want to thank you for listening to our show today I hope that it made sense and I hope, that, <laughs> I, hope that, I always hope it makes sense <laughs> I hope that you got as much out of it as we did going through planning and um, you can find us on the Facebook at pa- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Facebook paper, slash Paper Hope Paper Hope we're on Instagram and the Twitter and all that good stuff yep, so, so we love you guys thank you for tuning in and you've, you've been, been listening to Paper Hope Next Gen on the Voice America, America. Empowerment Channel Bye! Hey, thanks for listening to Paper Hope Next Generation. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Bye for now. Bye.